Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show, Let's Finish Cancer, where we bring you the brightest cancer experts and compassionate cancer navigators. Our goal is to make you stronger at a time you might feel at your weakest and to empower you to make the best decisions for you and your family. You'll hear about the latest in technology and treatment options, stories from patients and survivors, doctors that see you as more than a cancer diagnosis, and a whole person approach to cancer care. We want to be on your journey with you, and we want you to know that at times it can be bumpy, but we're here for you, and we want to help you forward. Hello and welcome. We are live. Yay, we're doing it again. I am your host, Dr. James Simmons, board-certified nurse practitioner, founder and host of Ask the NP, and I am so lucky and honored and privileged to be here with Dr. Anton Bilchik, who is an internationally recognized surgeon and scientist who has pioneered techniques to improve staging in cancer and minimally invasive approaches to improve cancer outcomes. We have a lot of that to talk about. So this is a second kind of part two of our ongoing um, talks here uh, as a part of Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. And we are here today to talk about getting colorectal cancer screenings to underserved communities, which is work that Dr. Bilchik is very, very familiar with. All right, we have a wonderful, juicy, lovely half an hour now that the particulars are out of the way. So first, Dr. Bilchik, before we go any further, please tell us a little bit about you and your work with Providence. Well, thank you, James. And I am so um, excited and privileged to be invited to talk about um, colon cancer screening, particularly among you know, underserved uh, communities. Um, I, in a way, I was starting to get worried that, you know, March is coming to an end and March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month and you want to cram everything into 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 March as far as colon, colon cancer awareness. So it, it's just unbelievable to me that April's around the corner. So yeah. I, I'm just so thrilled that um, we get to do this before before March, before the end of March and before um, the end of Colon Cancer Awareness. So. I'm, a, um, I'm originally from South Africa. I went to medical school there. Um, I left in the, in the mid-1980s uh, when things were really um, heating up. And um, I was fortunate enough to be able to do my PhD thesis at Yale University. Um, and after my PhD thesis, did general surgery training and <clears throat> continued to do research in, in, in the field of um, colon cancer and other gastrointestinal malignancies. Um, after that, I did my surgical oncology fellowship with um, at the what was then the John Wayne Cancer Institute and is now the St. John's mm. Cancer Institute, um, which is part of the Providence um, Health uh, System. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, again, very fortunate to be mentored by some of the leading um, surgical oncologists and surgical scientists in the in the world, uh, in particular, Dr. Dr. Donald Martin, um, who really has pioneered so many um, novel techniques for the way we, we manage um, cancers uh, today. We have a, um, a a fellowship program in surgical oncology that is ACGME approved, meaning that it's it's one of the few in the country where our fellows get to take their boards in surgical oncology mm. and. Um, and then, and we've we've actually trained within our uh, our cancer institute close to 180 um, surgical oncologists who are leaders wow. around uh, really um, around the country, deans, chairmen, heads of departments. So 
uh, we're very, very proud of our surgical oncology um, uh, you know, department at, um, at St. John's Cancer Institute. And Providence, um, you know, became our, um, you know, took over um, the, the, the Cancer Institute and, and, our, and our ministry um, about um, six years ago, I, I believe. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really been a great partnership um, because, uh, you know, Providence being the second largest healthcare provider within Southern California and one of the largest um, uh, nonprofit healthcare providers within the country has really allowed us to get more access um, to other physicians, to partner mm -hmm. with other physicians, and also access to communities um, throughout, particularly the Western United States, um, you know, communities, communities of color, community, underserved communities, um, and really get, give us a, a much better opportunity um, to really understand what is needed in, um, in, in cancer care and cancer screening. Absolutely. Well, and you, you mentioned partnerships and partnerships that work towards, you know, helping uh, underserved and marginalized communities. And so obviously, you know, you mentioned it's Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, and I sort of wanted to talk to you a little bit and, and let you be able to tell everyone watching about um, your work with Stand Up to Cancer and co-leading their dream team on colorectal cancer health equity which, uh, you know, the formalities of which, a program that is providing colorectal cancer screenings to diverse and underserved communities. But humanize that for us a little bit. Give us sure. the, like, Dr. Dr. Bilchik, what does that really mean? How did you get involved in, and what what is this partnership really up to? Well, co colon uh, cancer is now the second most common cause of cancer-related deaths in the United States. And what we're mm. seeing is really an epidemic among young people under age uh, 50 being diagnosed with, with uh, colon cancer. Again, particularly uh, among uh, blacks and um, in, in, in underserved uh, communities. And we'll go into that in a little bit more, more detail. But um, I, I can't think of any other cancer that is increasing um, as quickly as colorectal cancer is in younger people under age uh, 50. It seems to be mm -hmm. decreasing over age 65. But the statistics are alarming that by 2030, the prediction is that up to 30% of new diagnoses of colorectal cancer will be in people under age 50. So it's become a young person's, wow. a young person's disease, which is just astonishing. Um, wow. I, you know, I've been practicing in over 25 years and you know, we rarely saw anyone under age 50. And, and I think you know, this, is a, this has become an, a national issue, uh, so much so that the screening guidelines for colon cancer uh, used to be age 50 and they just dropped to age 45. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And I think many people think that among um, African-Americans, it should be age 40 um, because so, so many um, African-Americans are being diagnosed at uh, well under age, age 45. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, my, you know, I, I, my, my research has been in colon cancer, as you mentioned, for many, many years. But I think a large inspiration uh, for me personally to take on this initiative with, with Stand Up to Cancer uh, was Chadwick Bozeman. Um, Chadwick, just the, the, the most wonderful guy, wonderful human being, you know, uh, died of colon cancer at the age of mm. uh, 44. And, um, wow. you know, uh, Chadwick uh, didn't have any of the 
obvious risk factors that we think of for, for colon cancer, obesity, diabetes, eating too much red meat, processed food. Uh, Chadwick was a, a, a health fanatic and he, he, he was really, uh, uh, you know, a, an athlete. Mm -hmm. He was diagnosed at, at, at a young age. And, you know, he and I had many discussions about what else can we do to, you know, increase awareness. And th th there really, you know, needs to be a call to action. Um, and so, so Chadwick was certainly my inspiration to at least start the discussion. And in no time at all, um, you, you know, Providence realizing the importance of this initiative, uh, you know, wanted to become involved. And we also realized that in order to um, screen within, you know, populations that, that have much, much higher incidences of, of, of colon cancer, partnering with groups like Stand Up to Cancer, which are, you know, arguably one of the largest uh, kind of cancer awareness, um, you know, organization that provides funding for, for research and for outreach, um, that what a great uh, marriage to have a very large healthcare system, um, collaboration with other universities such as Harvard, and mm. the work with, um, with Stand Up to Cancer. And th this all just came together very, very quickly because sure. we all recognize that there's a, a huge need to improve screening among our underserved communities. Uh, absolutely. And I, I, I absolutely love that. And, and, and thank you for sharing so much, um, you know, about Chadwick Bozeman being the, kind of an inspiration for you to, to continue this work. And um, we're, you know, obviously, thank you so much for sharing that. We're, we're glad to hear that. What are, you know, you mentioned screenings. What are some of the sort of specifics that maybe stand up to cancer and this dream team and a collaboration with Providence? What are sort of the specifics in terms of maybe even other than screenings that that this this partnership is doing to increase awareness and reach out to those communities that that are underserved and have such high incidence of colon cancer? Well, one of the the astonishing aspects of colon cancer, which I think most people don't realize, is that colon cancer is preventable. Mm. You know, up to eighty percent of colon cancer is 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 preventable through awareness wow. that should take place at a young age. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our 40s, 50s, saying, well, you know, what can we do to improve the way we live our lives may actually be a little bit too late. It likely needs to start at a young age in schools, mm. you know, um, trying to stay away from processed food, eating, you know, healthy uh, vegetables, um, exercising, avoiding obesity. I mean, there's many... I think that the clock starts ticking at a, at, at a young age. So prevention, sure. um, we really believe, starts starts at a, at a at a very young age. But having said that, um, the the standard way to screen for for colon cancer is colonoscopy. That's mm -hmm. kind of the standard um, technique that um, has now been used for a long time. It's very safe. Um, it allows full evaluation of the entire uh, colon. Now. Um, People don't want to talk about colonoscopies because it's invasive, because sure. um, it's, you know, uh, it, it involves a bowel prep the, the day before. It's not a sexy subject to talk about. Sure. Um, so people would prefer just to ignore, um, uh, you know, the discussion about colonoscopies. And, you, and, and, the, and colonoscopies 
um, as a screening test have been shown to detect these polyps that can become cancerous, remove them, um, and uh, or if someone has colon cancer, detect it at a curable early stage. Because again, mm. even if colon cancer is detected, most times it's it's curable if detected uh, early. So, co wow. so colonoscopy is really kind of the standard technique. Now, having said that, what is really um, important now um, that we have available to us are stool-based tests that can be done at home. Mm. So for people that aren't particularly um, high risk for colon polyps or don't have a strong family history or don't have a history of inflammatory bowel disease, doing a stool-based test at home um, and being able to just mail it off to uh, one of these companies without having to do a bowel prep and you know with clear instructions can detect colon cancer up to 92 to 94% of the time. So, so, so what, which, is, which is pretty amazing, especially for those people who wanna be private about it, who don't wanna to go to that, don't wanna have that colonoscopy, who don't wanna undergo that bowel prep, sure. um, to be able to get a, you know, a kit delivered to your home. Um, and in, in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to ColoGuard, which is, you know, which is made by Exact Sciences. And they've offered to sponsor, you know, as part of this initiative uh, and work with us and, you know, community leaders to figure out how best to distribute these tests mm. to, to community, you know, to communities and to people who don't necessarily have access, easy access to get a colonoscopy or don't quite frankly want to get a colonoscopy. Sure. So Are, is this the, the health action teams that, yes. that I've read yeah. a little bit that you're so part of? Need, Tell yeah. us more about and, that. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a, in a second because, um, you know, it's one thing having these stool-based tests that, um, that are very sensitive to detect colon cancer. Mm -hmm. But if we can't get the message out, or we don't know how to get the message out to our communities, it's not going to work. So rather than um, telling um, you know, various people, uh, you know, um, in underserved areas, uh, what to do. We thought that we would create what are called chats, community health action teams. Mm. So work with community leaders, through churches, barbershops, um, basically get in, really get into the, 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 the communities and, and then have these, these, um, team leaders advise us as to what works within the community. Sure. What is a what is the best way of communicating? What is the best way of getting these kits to to people rather than a cancer surgeon such as myself saying, well, you know, will everyone please go and get their their stool test for colon cancer? That just doesn't <laughs> seem to work. Right. Um, right. You know, you can hear that on TV, uh, but if we can get our you know, the people that are respected within our communities, or quite frankly, the, you know, the owners of barbershops, um, owners of, you know, just organizations that people, gyms, people that, you know, are comfortable going to, to say, listen, have you heard about this, 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 uh, you know, test for colon cancer, it'll get delivered to your house in a box um, that is prepaid. So all you'll need to do is follow the instructions which are pretty simple and just, you know, and, and uh, UPS will either, you know, collect this box from your house or you drop it off and it's done 
and you'll get a result within a within a week. And, great. and this is fully sponsored for through this initiative. So it won't cost you a dime. Which is really, really fantastic. You, you know, the um, Dr. Milchik and those watching my, a lot of my doctoral research was actually in understanding how we can work to um, prevent HIV in marginalized communities in community, particularly the communities of, of uh, younger black individuals where incidents of HIV were rising and in other communities, incidents of, of HIV was falling. And you really strike on a, on a fantastic point there, Dr. Bilchik, that uh, even though it's HIV and, and colon cancer, at the end of the day, the bottom line is that people receive information and are therefore able, able to have behavior change and take action from people who have their shared experiences. So I love that you said, you know, me as a, as a, a world renowned colorectal cancer surgeon, which is fantastic and great, but people are not gonna receive that message from you in a way that they might receive it from me as a black man or, or like the barbershop owner, like you said, or other leaders in communities. And so I'm, I'm elated to hear on a personal note, as well as just a member of, of the community that, that Stand Up to Cancer and Providence and these chat teams that you mentioned are sort of going about this in a really, really, you know, fantastic way. And are there are there plans to sort of expand this? Like, are, are the chat teams oh, doing well? And we're going to do more. So, you know, just to to get to um, you know this this point, uh, we've we've had um, you know literally people calling us, physicians calling us, family practice groups calling us, saying you know what can you know what can they do to help and if if this is successful how do we expand it to multiple communities i mean mm -hmm. we we picked um you know a couple of communities within southern california within the boston area and within south dakota interestingly because in south dakota they have some mm -hmm. of the lowest screening rates um in in you know the country um wow. you know particularly among some of the indian tribes so mm -hmm. so we, we really were you know wanted to try and get a real good understanding as to as you mentioned before um what what are the barriers to to screen how can we overcome those barriers uh, especially for you know preventable diseases and pre you know preventable preventable cancers and you know the the, the other issue is um it's one thing telling a community or telling people you need to get tested um, well, what happens if that test is positive and they're uninsured or underinsured? And so part right. of this initiative was to seat, was to have navigators within these chat teams to make sure that no one is left alone and that we will fund people. They need to get a colonoscopy. That's, that's part of our initiative. That's okay, so, huge. So, so to huge see news. this from, from, from A to Z rather than, okay, great, I got, you told me to get the test, I got the test, it's positive, but I can't get an appointment, you know, with a gastroenterologist for six months, or quite frankly, that copay is so high, I can't afford it. Right. Or, I, you know, I didn't, my, my insurance is just horrible, um, that I'm gonna have to pay for a, we've got that covered, because we did not want to be part of a program that leaves people hanging. Mm-hmm, amen to that. And, and that's, it's so integral to actually making a difference in the community and for everyone in terms of colorectal cancer, but specifically communities that are at such high risk because 
what we've learned, you know, through years of public health initiatives and all of these things and, and, and organizations like Providence and Stand Up to Cancer in the past saying, hey, we might have even found the key stakeholders in a community to distribute this information. Great. People are getting screened. But like you said, those few individuals who might end up coming up positive, what happens next? And so the fact that Providence and Stand Up to Cancer are, are working together to, to make sure that it is an A to Z, whatever corporate phrase you want to use, right? A to Z, soup to nuts, like front to back, whatever, pun intended, that that there's, you know, the care is there for individuals. And, you know, I, I interestingly, I, I kind of want to talk, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, particularly the Black community, but also Latinx and, and American Indigenous folks have this higher risk for for colorectal cancer can you can you explain a little bit to maybe folks watching as to why those those groups are, are they actually at higher risk or are there some other factors going on you know why and what else can we maybe do to address that issue yeah so so there's several you know possible uh reasons number one is access to healthcare and access to screening um you know fewer latinx and fewer um African-Americans uh, and fewer, you know, indigenous um, groups of, of people uh, will get colonoscopies. Um, and so just the, 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 the reduction in, in, in screening is, is one explanation. The second is um, lifestyle, you know, the incidence of uh, obesity um, and the incidence of um, access to healthy food. So, I mean, we, we, you know, there's, there's really strong data now um, that, you know, eating a healthy, balanced diet, you know, that, that does not include, you know, processed food and does not include too much red meat and does not include too much, you know, fried food reduces the chance of getting colon cancer. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's a whole lot, you know, cheaper, um, you know, sending your, your, your kids to, you know, McDonald's or Burger King and having a, uh, you know, a, a Whopper and fries than it is to go to the grocery store and buy healthy vegetables and to really think about what's going to be in that, you know, in that meal. So, so you know, access to is one thing, but certainly lifestyle, um, uh, starting at a at, at really at, at a young age, um, is mm -hmm. very much you know uh, part of this as well. And just a general understanding of the importance of um, of exercise. And you know, avoiding smoking and just avoiding some of the other, um, you know, uh, causes of colon cancer that we now, you know, that that, that we know are, are really prevalent. You know, the sure. the other the other interesting um, area of research right now is just our whole body is full of bacteria. We have trillions of bacteria within our body, something called the microbiome. And one of the theories is that if you disrupt those bacteria, whether it's giving unnecessary antibiotics at a young age, um, or you know, taking too much uh, bacteria, bacteria through probiotics, that you may be disrupting some of this balance in your body that helps fight disease and helps fight cancer. Mm. So again, we constantly have to think, uh, you know, about what what we're putting in our bodies that may disrupt some of these you know, organisms that we have in our bodies that are there to help prevent disease and prevent cancer. Sure. And, and, and to really acknowledge and work towards 
breaking down some of those socioeconomic, you know, issues and health systems issues at, at a systems level that continue to cause these disparities in like food deserts, for instance, you brought right. that up. It's a, it's a great point. I'll, you know, I, I think not to put words in your mouth, but when we say things like lifestyle and, but we also talk about communities who are traditionally maybe uh, economically disadvantaged, it's not that you may be always that you think eating McDonald's every day is healthy. It's just the, maybe the most convenient, convenient. option with three jobs and the cheapest with three kids right. and all of those things happen. And then the, you unfortunately then putting yourself and your families at higher risk, maybe without even a knowing it and b a lot of other options if you happen to live in a food desert. So you, you really identifying all of the, you know, health system factors that go into that. And, and I think one of the things that can really help that is driving, Black, Latinx, Indigenous American folks, the, this this motivation for individuals and uh, creating opportunities for those folks to go into healthcare, to go into research. And I believe, Dr. Bilchik, you're a part of the Health for a Better World program that 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 Providence has that is encouraging this next generation of sort of Black, Latinx, and Indigenous American researchers. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, and that, and that is, you know, also very much, you know, part of um, this this initiative is, um, you know, is just to to encourage, um, you know, researchers to to try and you know create um, mechanisms for funding uh, to be able to, you know, you know, because a, a, a lot, I mean, you know, a lot of researchers will go back to the communities that they grew up in. Mm. Um, and so that, that, that is, that, that, that's very much, you know, part of, um, what we're, we're trying to do within this whole, you know, network of, of, uh, collaborators, because I think, again, in order for this to be effective and I, and I, and, I, and I'm just absolutely amazed at the level of, of interest, uh, as I said, from whether it's physician groups, whether it's other cancer organizations, the California Oncology Research Institute, other, you know, organizations that, that want to be part of this mm. uh, to try and, you know, um, help fund uh, initiatives, fund, you know, programs and try and, you know, just change these, you know, the, 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 these, these big, um, you know, uh, gaps that we have in healthcare within, you know, within the, the country. I mean, the, the time is now. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we, we all realize rather than just looking at numbers and figures, we need to actually do something about it. I, I love that. Let's actually do something about it. I just want to remind the audience that's watching, by the way, we have just about three minutes left. So uh, now is your chance. You have an uninterrupted chan uh, chance to ask some questions of one of the world's foremost colorectal cancer surgeons. So I'm just saying, take advantage of it. Uh, so if you do have questions, put them in the chat there, wherever you're watching, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and we will get to those in the next three minutes, hopefully. Um, in the meantime, Dr. Bilchik, I, I, these are all in, incredible initiatives. And I, I'm really, truly inspired by hearing that Stand Up to Cancer and Providence understand the need to have a complete program, right? Front to back, beginning to end. So not only encouraging screening and doing it in the right way through ways that communities understand and a way that they'll receive from individuals and organizations that they'll receive it from, but then if there's a positive diagnosis, helping folks get into treatment and care, all of those things. So the man who inspired you 
to really get involved with this, Chadwick Boseman, I'm, you know, how do you think he'd feel about this today? Uh, I, I could, I could just see him um, smiling from from ear to ear. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Chadwick. Um, the the word, you know, inspiration. Um, you know, just truly, um, you know, just captivates everything about this incredible uh, human being. Kind, uh, if he could, you know, just save one person's life, um, mm. that would make him, um, you know, enormously happy. And I know his wife Simone, who, you know, we're in regular contact with and have become real, dear, you know, close friends with. Um, just sees, you know, that um, that this is such an important initiative, and loves the fact that we're doing this, you know, as as part of Providence and Stand Up to Cancer, and just collaborating with with other people rather than trying to do this in silos. Because I think if there's one thing about, you know, Chadwick, he loved, you know, um, you know, people working together um, mm. to solve problems than people trying to work alone and not getting anything accomplished. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so in, incredibly glad to hear that, that the work continues and that he he would feel like this is good work and that his his wife is is involved and continues. That's, that's really fantastic. Um, you have the floor, Dr. Bilchik, for 40 seconds <laughs> and a captivated audience after this conversation. What if the audience can take anything away from this conversation today, what is that one, you know, whether it be screening or, 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 you know, getting that primary care provider appointment, you know, understanding that the, the ages for screening is lower now, you know, donating to stand up with cancer, whatever. What's the thing that you want the audience to take away from the conversation today? Um, colon cancer is the second most common cause of cancer deaths in the United States and it's completely preventable. Colon cancer has become a young person's disease. Talk about it. Talk about it um, among your, your kids, nieces, nephews. Start the discussion at a young age. Don't um, think of it as um, something that is only spoken about by older people once they're diagnosed with advanced cancer. This mm -hmm. is preventable through diet, nutrition, and lifestyle. So start young. I love it. That's fantastic. Dr. Bilchek, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so Thank much you, for, for joining us. Yes, um, and, and everyone watching, I, I hope you really enjoyed this and learned a lot in the last half an hour. I did too. And even just getting to think about Chadwick Boseman again and hearing about, you know, we talk about legacy a lot with people and this is absolutely part of his legacy. So thank you for that work, Dr. Dr. Bilchik. And thank you for joining us. And of course, for everyone who was watching, wherever you were watching today, um, Please, if you'd like to learn more about this partnership, Providence and Stand Up to Cancer, or any of the other initiatives, programs, services, ways to give, or if you're looking to help, need medical advice, any of that, visit providence.org. You can also learn more about Stand Up to Cancer at standuptocancer.org. Of course, be sure, you know, I got to say this part because we really want you to do it. Follow us on social media at Providence on Twitter and at Providence Health System on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, as a reminder, the information provided during this event was for informational purposes only. If you have any medical questions, please reach out to your primary care provider, physician, or healthcare professional. Thank you. And at Providence, we see the life in you. Have a great afternoon.